0: One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Welcome everybody to Jeff vs. the world. This is your boy Jeff, and this is episode number three. This week's episode, I'm going to talk about my experience at the G1 Super Show at Madison Square Garden and WrestleMania this year. But first, I like to talk about NXT Takeover. NXT Takeovers have become just Amazing shows and the NXT Takeover Brooklyn was just another amazing show. Gargano and Cole tore down the house. Uh, Meltzer is calling it a five and a half star match if you're into that thing. Ratings, star ratings. Um, it, it may have had too many near falls, but it still was an amazing match that if you haven't seen. I think you need to go out your way and go watch it. Um another match that I really enjoyed was Walter versus Pete Dunne. And I think this match didn't hit that next gear for fans as far as uh their responses in the matches as what is well, it's basically because I don't think a lot of the american fans are familiar with walter i do think it was a percentage in the arena that night that were familiar but not everyone um because i just thought the story they told in the match was amazing um and i really expected the crowd to respond a little bit better to that match but it was still it was a, it still was an amazing match um, Another match that I really enjoyed was Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream, and I'm going to say this right now. I feel that Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle one day will main event, a main roster show, and I'm not talking about any regular show. I'm talking about one of the big four shows, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, or Survivor Series, I feel like that these two years from now could end up main eventing one of those shows. Now, anything can happen. Uh, you know, hopefully nothing bad, but right now I just feel like that's the trajectory that these two are on. The four way just showed you as four ways women match just showed you that the women's division in the near future is going to be amazing. It's amazing now. But seeing these girls like Io Shirai, Kari Sane, Bianca Belair, it's it's just it's going to be great. And it can only get better from here because NXT is just getting the best of the best talent. And they're getting them ready for what's to come in NXT and if they're ever called up to the main roster. A lot of things have to play out, you know, as far as who's going to be there and who's going to get behind some of these people. And this goes for everybody that's in NXT right now. But as far as the women go, the women, this is going to be really, it's going to be really great. And we had another thing that I want to talk about from, the NXT show is uh, the send-off match for Alistair Black and Ricochet versus the War Raiders was an amazing opener tag team match. But now it's just, the that's the norm for NXT to have an amazing opener tag team match. <laughs> you can't say that for a lot of companies that they're so confident in their workers, that they can go out there and say, you know what, the tag match is going to get the crowd going. And NXT proves again that, hey, we can put what we want out there and get the response and get the crowd going because it's going to be a great night of wrestling. And that's just what it is. And the the one thing I love about NXT, and it's just something that I think the main roster if they would just see, or maybe they just don't care at this point because, you know, people going to watch regardless. You don't have to have long shows. Leave the people wanting more. After NXT show, everybody, everybody's just full. We're like, we're good. We don't need nothing else. We'll wait for this, uh, you know, the shows to come on TV. And then we'll start it again until the next NXT takeover. You give us the close to what two? Was it two hours and forty five, three hours, somewhere around there. But sometimes a lot of wrestling can be exhausting, cause nobody wants to sit there for over three, four, five, six, seven hours. But we'll get there. We definitely will get there when it comes to long shows. But yeah, I just think Triple H all those guys working over there my hats off to you they get it they understand it i think they have a they're on the pulse of what the fans want and how to give it to them the g1 super show i really enjoyed getting to see a lot of the wrestlers that i thought i would never see especially i got to see great Muda. who i, I never thought i'd get to see the great Muda. But after I saw him, I was good. I didn't need to see anything else. So I thought. It was great seeing Naito versus Ayabushi. I thought that was an amazing match that those two had. Um, I also thought that the Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi match was amazing. I really enjoyed that match. But I also enjoyed... The main event, Okada versus Jay White. And Okada winning the title back. I really enjoyed that. And if you can notice a pattern that's happening right now is that I enjoyed a lot of the New Japan side. Ring of Honor, not so much. I will say, and I may be uh, on my own when I say this, but I will say, I did like like Matt Taven winning the ring around the world champion. I don't know how far it is going to go with him being the ring around the world champion. I don't know how long they're going to keep the title on him, but what I will say about one thing about, about Matt Taven that I do like is he believes in what he's saying. While there is some slight truth to, to what he's saying, He twisted. And it's amazing to see that old school type of heel. Because he honestly believed at one point that he really was the real Ring of Honor world champion. And so much that he had his own belt made. And I just thought that was amazing. And I'm a fan of Matt, uh, Matt Taven. A lot of people are not which I can understand uh by friends that came from out of town, my bros they didn't like Matt Taven but when Matt Taven won that match, I popped. It was an amazing to for me and I just think that I can see a Matt Taven in NXT two years from now a year from now. Somebody else that I would like to see in NXT eventually, it's Jay Lethal. I mean, it's just only so much you can do in Ring of Honor. And I would love to see, can he accomplish things in NXT? Can he push through NXT and make it to the main roster? Those are the things that I think about, because I just believe he's done all he can do in Ring of Honor. Another thing about the Super Show I really disliked was the Enzo and Big Cass storyline or whatever Ring of Honor was trying to do. And my reasoning for not liking that is simply because I don't feel that Ring Ring of Honor needs to do this. I feel like if you bring these guys in, it's going to be for a couple of months. And I'm not even sure that it's worth it. Of course, they would get the heat. Of course, they would have fans upset because that's not the norm. And it's a funny thing that people were reporting that a lot of people were against it, bringing them in, having this little angle of them. I guess, interrupting the show. but Because I, I can tell you for a second there, they had me. Because I thought it was just Enzo originally. I still haven't went back and actually watched the show. But when I do, I'm going to be, it's going to be real interesting to me and see how did this, how did it all play out as far as commentary and things they said. No knock on the guys. Everybody got to work. Everybody got to make money. Everybody got to eat. I just feel that if they are about to sign with a ring of honor, I'm just wondering, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to have your fans be upset to the point of they just don't want them there? It's not about heat or not about, you know, as far as wrestling dislike. It's just that do the fans really want that? Because I can tell you that night in New York, nobody wanted it. And the people that thought, or the people, let's say, the people who did get worked, they were enjoying it. They really thought that Enzo and Cass were getting beat down. And on another thing, if your ring of honor How do you work with New Japan and not tell them this is what's going down? How do you tell somebody that you're working with in a partnership? In Madison Square Garden. Being streamed live. Thousands of people watching. And you don't tell your partner this is going down. What if some of the New Japan athletes would have got involved? Just protecting another wrestler, thinking that it's real. So while everybody in Ring of Honor knows it's a work, New Japan does it. That's not good business. Who does business like that? Why would you even want to put people not knowing in a situation like that? Is it because you knew New Japan would be against it? Because let me tell you something, at that show, I honestly felt that New Japan came in there and they brought their A game. But Ring of Honor, I don't know what was going on. It was more like they wanted to push their storylines for the next set of TV tapings or whatever. Which is fine. You can do that. But you were in a position where you could have got a lot of things over and the one thing that people know Ring of Honor about is wrestling about the performers going out there and giving it their all busting their ass that's how I started watching Ring of Honor that's how I continued to keep watching Ring of Honor because I always enjoyed the action, the wrestling times have changed, things are a little bit different now, I get it I understand. But it was a better way. Not on your biggest show. Maybe on the TV taping. But then again, they had the people eyes. They had the people ears. So I guess they were like the hell with it. And they did what they had to do, I guess they felt like. Because... You had people talking. Now did the talk last long? No. Maybe for that night, the next morning. But after that it was over. So now what's what's next? What happens now with Enzo and Cass and Ring of Honor? Because if nothing comes out of this, then what 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 really was the point? So I guess you got to do something now, even if it is just a one off angle, a one match angle, something you got to do something about it. But again. I don't want to feel I don't want to come off as I'm hating on Ring of Honor. I just expected. A lot more. Being in that position in the garden. Jay White, I believe Jay White is, he is, he's next up. And I feel that this title run, this title run that he had was a good test run. I'm hoping that New Japan sees all the good work that he did, seeing how he's grown. And I hope he actually has another run with the title, longer, a longer run, because I feel that he can be a big star. I think Jay White is awesome. But you know who he is awesome? Okada. Amazing match. Amazing match by those two guys. They had everybody just standing. I want to say the last five to seven minutes of that match, everybody was just standing because they had us. My G1 experience was an experience that I was glad I bought the tickets. I was glad that I got to be in Madison Square Garden that Saturday and I wouldn't take it back for the world. But I would have liked Ring of Honor just to bring a little bit more A-game. Keep all the nonsense for something else and just give me the action. And last but not least, before I stop talking about the G1 show. I need to talk about PCO. Because I never got so much joy of watching a wrestler come out before and just do what it is that he do. And that's just be batshit crazy. PCL was amazing and it was great just to see him finally live. So the biggest thing for me was going to go to WrestleMania. I've never got to go to a WrestleMania live. And I got to go this year, and I have to say, I had an amazing time. It was fun. Now, there are some things that had me upset, and it was nothing to do with WrestleMania itself. It was about the issues with transportation. So let me paint a picture for everybody. I bought tickets for a bus. I live in New York City. So I figured I don't want to waste too much money this weekend. What's the easiest way for me to get to MetLife? Well, somebody told me about, you know, a bus. They usually take people to uh, Giants games, but they also take people to events. So, you know, they'll take you to a concert at MetLife. Whatever's happening at MetLife, this bus from New York City will take you to. So I said, let me check it out. I looked. The tickets were $7. $7 coming. $7 going. In total, $14. What could go wrong, right? Day of WrestleMania. Smooth selling getting there. But coming back was a nightmare. I want to say we got out of MetLife. After 12, somewhere around 12 something. And I'm seeing this line of people. And it's just going around and around and around. And I'm wondering, why are these people standing out here like this? And I remember when we got off the bus, when we got there that afternoon, the bus driver said, I'm going to be in row K. Row K or row Q? I think it was row K. And we said, okay. And he said, "Just meet me back here when it's over." You know, we took it as that. So we were walking to K. As we were walking to K that night, after WrestleMania is over, you know, we seeing the line of people, and I mean, this thing is wrapping around, zigging and zagging. It 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 had to be three hundred to three fifty people in the line. So finally we get to a certain point because we don't see our bus and we ask somebody, hey, are this the line for the buses? The lady says, yes. Yes, it is. Do you know where it starts at? And she points. And where she pointed at (laughs) was not where the line started or ended. Well, we had to figure that out all on our own about this line. We practically had to go back around some of MetLife. Around 1 o'clock, it starts to rain. And it's just drizzling. It's not a hard rain. 15 minutes go by, the rain is getting harder and harder. So we're standing in the rain for about two hours, two hours and a half in a line to go back to New York City. And I was heated. I was upset because this line just seemed to never end. It just seemed like our buses were just so far, far away. Not to mention that certain points, they only had maybe eight or seven buses. So at certain points, there were certain gaps where there were no buses out there. So we just had to stand for 20 minutes until the buses start rolling back again. That's why I get for paying $14 in total for a ticket. That's what I get. Then you wake up the next morning. Well, let me take that back because I got home around four. So I think I got back up around 11 or 12 that day. And I look on social media. New Jersey Transportation is blaming WWE. Saying WWE told them. WrestleMania would be over at 1030. There's no way in hell. I believe anybody from WWE told New Jersey Transportation that WrestleMania would be over at 10.30. No way I would believe that. There hasn't been a WrestleMania in the last five years that has sniffed going off at 10.30. So they wanted to pass all the heat. And put it on WWE. But I know you guys are tired of hearing about that. Let's talk about my experience at WrestleMania. The one thing I can say was. I didn't have. Those snarky fans around. For WrestleMania. And it was great. Because when I'm when I wanted to go to wrestlemania that was one of the things i was worried about it's just about about being around those fans that they want to know everything and it's cool Yeah, it's awesome if you want to know everything we all know something about wrestling that's not big but it's when they want to tell you about oh i know how this match gonna end or this is over with oh well they should do this and they should do that no that's not what i'm here for i want to enjoy the experience and the section I was sitting in, I really got to enjoy the experience of WrestleMania. Um, just from the opening match, uh, Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese, my section was excited. It was just a great time. And the one thing I want to talk about is, as far as WrestleMania go, is the Kofi Kingston-Brian Danielson match. Now, for reasons I haven't gone back and watched that match because watching it live was really special. Watching the reaction of the people around me was special. Myself, you know, getting a little teary-eyed, tearing up, watching people legitimately cry with joy, because they knew how they had witnessed a moment. And it was just something, something to really, that would probably be the greatest. Wrestling moment live. I probably would be a part of because I understand. And for you, all of you who don't understand the Rock was world champion and The Rock is black. No matter how some of y'all try to paint the picture out there, it is what it is. But for a person like Kofi Kingston to have that darker skin, to look the way that he's looked and become a world champion, because that, that that's never been a position as far as, me, or as far as any of my you know fellow black wrestling friends have seen from WWE, and it was just amazing to see the love and to even go past that that journey of remembering when Kofi Kingston had the accent, remembering him tagging up uh, with tag matches, world champion tag world champions with CM Punk. To see how far he's come to be the WWE World Champion. Not the Universal Champion or not the Big Gold Belt World Heavyweight Champion, but WWE World Champion. The shit just means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to someone younger, someone, a 9, 8, 10, 12 year old little boy a little girl that looked just like him, that's black, that's sitting there like, I can do that. I know I can do it. Seeing the reaction of all the uh, black wrestlers for that moment, it was just special. And I just feel like eventually I will, I most certainly will go back and watch that match. But right now, I just remember it so vividly that I don't need to go back and watch it. It was just a moment. I just really, I just really never, really never forget. I'm glad I was actually there to see it. And yeah, salute to Coffee Kingston man. Because, hey man, we've come a long way. (laughs) Look where we're at now, and years from now, I'm hoping it's better than this. I'm hope we're looking at a time where we don't even have to worry about saying the first, the second, the third. That's the point I want to get to. It's just natural. It just is what it is. But on another thing about WrestleMania uh, being there live, it's just the time. Because I'm going to tell you something. After that Kofi Kingston title win, my section was done. Stick a fork in I didn't have nothing left. Because I haven't been invested like that in a match in a long, long, long time. But I was done. I just wanted to see Becky win the title and I was ready to go. But from that point, after Kofi won, to get into the Becky Lynn uh, match, it was a struggle. It was definitely a struggle. And I understand WWE wants to get all the wrestlers on the show. I understand this is their biggest event, but eventually they need to sit down and have that conversation of, hey, how can we make this shorter? Because people don't want, well, I shouldn't say want, because everybody who was there live, we knew what we were getting into. And we can understand, I'm sorry, I can understand to a certain degree because it is WrestleMania. But you can shorten it up somewhat because nobody sits there and says, hey, I want to watch baseball for seven hours. Yeah, you have those people who can sit there and watch football all day. Hell, I can somewhat do it, but it's always those breaks. You know, you got your morning, you got your you got your early games and your evening games. You may watch the early games and not the late games. You may watch the late games, but not the early games. You may watch the 8 p.m. game and nothing else. Nobody's sitting there saying, hey, let me watch basketball for seven or eight straight hours. Some people possibly might do it. But the reality is you may watch one or two games and that's it. You might watch that one game and that's it. People now have so much other things to do because I can guarantee you, anybody that was sitting home watching WrestleMania, they had their iPad beside them. They had their cell phones beside them and they were doing other things either playing games, scrolling, on social media, or whatever. Because you pretty much have to do something else to keep you up. I know people that fell asleep during WrestleMania. Live there, kids, they were asleep. They were gone. Stick a fork in them. Kofi Kingston won, and it was over with. I do think Becky would have got a better response for her title win if it would have been a little more. If It would have been a little bit shorter. Of course, we all wanted that moment. We all wanted to see her win the title. But just imagine if it was a hour, just an hour shaved off or two hours shaved off. I think it would have hit different. Am I wrong? Maybe. But maybe I'm not wrong. Who knows? But what I do know is that these long events can't be tacked on to three hours of RAW, two hours of SmackDown, an hour of NXT, an hour of uh WWE 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 uh what is it UK NXT if you watch it. And then you say, here's seven hours of WrestleMania. Or let's throw WrestleMania out the window. Let's just say it was a, a B show, a B uh, pay-per-view, fast Lane, something, whatever. So here you go. Here's your four hours. It's a lot. And when you have that much time you start doing things. How much more would it meant of seeing Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor if you never saw those matches two and three times on Raw? Hell, maybe four times. Whatever the first time you would have saw them is at WrestleMania? Or we'll go second time. When you got that much TV, when you got that much time, Is a lot of things that's not going to feel special anymore. How much different would it have been with shorter time of seeing the demon? I mean, just think about it. You know, I tweeted out that I remember when the demon was special. And then I walked it back. I think I erased it. Not because I felt I was wrong. Just because I didn't feel like I needed to explain myself through Twitter. And I guess I would do it now. Well, then, what I was basically saying there was at a certain point, they have to feel like it's special. Not that Vince finds something and wants to make it cornier, because that's what he does. He finds something and says, hey, well, let me put this on it. And don't get me wrong, the demon is special. But you just remember it was a different feel, It was a different feeling when we saw him in NXT because they made sure in NXT that you knew he was special. WWE just says, hey, Monday night, oh, the demon's coming back. Let us show you him in his face paint and him making faces. How different would it have been if he would just show, if they would have told you Okay, the demon's coming, but they never showed them to you, and you just saw him WrestleMania Sunday. I mean, these are just my thoughts. And I'm just thinking right now, and I'm kind of just going into things that I've been thinking about for a while now. But back to the, what I was originally saying, time is too much. Nobody wants to sit that long and watch wrestling, and I understand it. You can turn it off. And turn it back on whenever you want to. And that's maybe what it is. Then that may be what WWE is thinking. Hey, if they don't watch it all, they'll watch it eventually. But it shouldn't be like that for things such as your TV shows. Your TV shows should be smooth. There's no smoother wrestling show than NXT. They get in, they get out. They hit everything they need to hit and then it's on to the next week, and then it's on to the week after that. I just ultimately feel that this is going to catch up with them eventually. I understand WrestleMania is an event. I really do. But the Super Bowl is also an event. And how long are they on the football field? Hey, imagine the NFL saying, well, you know what? For the Super Bowl, instead of going four quarters, let's go eight. How many people would check out? How many people would turn the TV? Nobody's going to sit there and watch that much football of that one game that long. And I know it's kind of apples and oranges, but you got to understand what I'm saying. Sometimes it can be too much. And if you just leave them wanting more, that's how you get them coming back. Some things coming out of WrestleMania. Sasha Banks. I guess she wants out of her contract. That's what's being reported. I don't know if it's true or if it's not true. She had some type of a protest, silent protest, or she was, there's so many stories about it. She was on the floor. Complaining about her position, about her losing the titles. But you know what I see? I see a lot of people on social media running with things. I see a lot of shitty reporting. Because there's only one person that know the truth of what's really happening or what's really going on. But I will say this. For some of you people out there that's saying Sasha's a crybaby oh, she's spoiled, where was the same energy when your Hulk Hogan's used to complain? Where was the same energy when your HBK's used to complain? Because it's different. They're guys, right? They're passionate so why can't Sasha be passionate as well? Why can't Sasha banks just know her worth? See that's the problem with a lot of people. you get into the position or or you not, not even not even you get in the position. Let's just take your job for instance. are you getting paid with your worth at your job? I know I am because I know my worth. And that's the thing that I think that's really missing from a lot of the people that wants to get on social media and say, oh, she should stop crying. Oh, she should be thankful she even had the title. Or A, B, C, and D, whatever you guys want to say is. Because if I go to a job and I know my worth and I know what I bring to the job, then we're gonna talk about my pay, and if you're not gonna pay what I feel that I should get, or what the field or what my job position is paying in my field, and you lowball me, or you or you you uh you, you run a game on me, then no, I'm not taking the job. I'm not doing that because again. She's in the position where she knows her worth. She knows what she brings to the company. She knows what she has done. And for the people who don't understand, sometimes it's not even about her. It's about the women's division. The thing was, if people want to say, because again, we don't know the truth, if people want to lay it on, is what she was upset that she was going to lose the titles. Well, let's look at it this way. You gave the titles to Sasha and Bailey, And you're going to take it off of them at WrestleMania. They're the first champions and they're not going to get a run to establish the titles for the women's division. And you take it and you put it on the Iconics. Well, hell, if you was going to do that, you could have just let the Iconics win the belts. And have Sasha and Bailey win them at WrestleMania. My thinking, my thinking isn't right. My thinking, my thinking isn't wrong. It is what it is. I'm thinking. That's what I feel. Maybe you should have did it that way. But maybe in her mind, she's saying we need to establish these titles because if you don't, they're going to be titles such as how the Intercontinental Title was just switching, how sometimes the United States Titles is switching how the men's Raw Tag Team titles are just moving around. We have to make these titles mean something. Let me and Bailey establish these titles. We can make these titles what you need them to be. And that may be the reason why she's upset. Because in the end, it's going to help the women's division Sometimes. When you know your worth. You don't have to put down another woman. And I saw a lot of people saying, oh, well, it was because it was the iconics. Why? Why would she put down the iconics? Another woman working with her and I could care less about, you know, you like who you like or don't like in the back when it comes to wrestling. Some people going to like you. Some people don't. You got friends some people might not be your friends when it comes to in the back just like any other regular job but as far as those women going out there working what would be the point to put put those two women down the iconics to lift herself up she doesn't have to do that and some of y'all need to stop that too it's just bad reporting going on out there very bad reporting some of y'all are just saying anything to get clicks And if you listen to this, you know who you are. But again, we don't know. And sometimes. If you don't know, it's best not to say anything. I think that in my heart of hearts, if there was an issue, I think that was the issue. We need to let these titles. Mean something. Down the road, if this is the same team that you want to uh, have win, fine. But let us make these titles mean something. Let's not start off on a rocky road with these titles. Let's put our imprint in it so that the next team will benefit from it, not just hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. And that's just what I think. I could be wrong. I could be right. Who knows? Well, if you made it this far, I want to thank you. Uh I did ramble. But hey, that's what happens sometimes when you got a lot of things on your mind. And I most certainly meant to get this episode out earlier, and I wanted it wanted to wanted to do it Monday after WrestleMania. But it just took so WrestleMania took a lot out of me. I don't think I got myself together oof, until that thursday maybe friday but it was a lot it took a lot out of me but again if you made it this far thank you for listening if you want to contact me talk to me chop it up you can hit me up on twitter at jeff versus the world also you can check out my facebook page at jeff vs. the world And on my Facebook page, I will be trying to dive into my back to my writing because I want to get better at writing. So I do have two reviews of Shazam and the Joker trailer. So you can check them out if you want to hit me up on Facebook. But more than likely, I'm always on Twitter, always willing to meet new people, always willing to chop it up with you. Now, I don't know when the next wrestling episode will be. But we shall see. But again, thank you for listening. Thank you for retweeting. Thank you for liking. Just thank y'all, man. Just thank y'all. Y'all really give me the confidence and make me feel better about what it is that I'm doing. Because, you know, this podcasting thing ain't easy. And sometimes it can be very frustrating. But knowing that I have so many positive people out there uh willing to listen willing to uh, lend a helping hand when they can it's amazing this has been amazing so far and hey that's all i got for you but check me out next week episode number three is in the books episode number four next week peace